0: Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience.
1: And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas. Here, welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us, all of you uh, listening across the world <laughs> on the uh, Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Great to have you with us. And tonight, Elaine, uh, one of our great friends yes. that uh, we've just uh, enjoyed being with for many, many years, Dr. Jim Henman yes, will be here tonight. Pleasure. And uh, not, not to psychoanalyze me, however, because well, is, you never uh, know. That is way too stressful.
2: <laughs> too big a job. Man.
1: It's way too big a job. We don't and,
2: have enough. Hours. <laughs> Jim,
0: Jim's
1: been there, done that. <laughs> and uh, and it might not be fit for radio anyway. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, Jim Hanman coming yes. up in a couple minutes. And uh, before we do that, though, let's uh, check in with our uh, weekly check with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs.
2: Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1890, China. Chang, a thief and a womanizer, had gone blind. But when his eyesight is partially restored at the mission hospital, he gratefully accepts Jesus as his Savior. A missionary testing Chang
3: to make sure his conversion is genuine and not just emotional gives him a challenge. Go and tell your neighbors how you have changed. When I visit, if you are still following Jesus, I will
2: baptize you. Five months later, the missionary is astonished to see 400 others waiting with Chang to be baptized. In the years to follow, Chang would lead thousands to salvation before he is beheaded, a martyr for the gospel of Christ.
3: For more on The Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. And
1: back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. You know, Elaine, it is just absolutely amazing uh, the changes that God can make in us. And uh, with all that, though, you know, it's not like throwing a light switch on there. That's there is a process, a process to that. And uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Jim Hammond will be talking with us about that and uh, other kinds of processes that uh, God um, uh, lays out before us here in just a few minutes. Hey, Elaine, we had a wonderful time last week at Sherwood Bible Church.
0: Wasn't that, you know, wasn't that a cool fun? time? Yeah, you know, and time.
1: that is one of those congregations in town that you're not going to see up in lights a lot, but they are there committed, working behind the scenes, just to network not only churches, but network the city together for the good you of the community.
0: Perhaps we should see them in lights more often. Amen. You know, Maybe in a different light. And just a wonderful, mm-hmm. sweet, loving congregation. And we want to thank them very much.
1: And uh, upcoming uh, next Sunday, if uh, you happen to be listening to the broadcast, we're going to be at Calvary Community. Yes. Uh, and I'm sorry, Calvary Lutheran. Calvary Lutheran, Lutheran. Uh, Calvary yes. Lutheran Church. Uh, in Modesto, they're on Rose Avenue, almost just a uh, stone's throw away from our ABC <laughs> offices. I will give Elaine uh, detailed directions on how to get there. <laughs> if you're with uh, Calvary Lutheran Church. We'd love to see you. That's uh, coming up uh, this Sunday on the uh, 15th, That's I right. believe. All right. You know, I'm just <laughs> yes. flashing
2: as, as I was hearing you guys describe your experience on Sunday mm. and how this is a congregation that may not show up in lights. Mm. When you really think about it, Jesus probably would not have showed up on lights.
1: Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah, need to rethink absolutely.
2: what it really means to succeed. If we're taking his nature, we may very well sacrifice being up in lights as a result.
0: And yet he is the light. And yet he yes. is the light. Yes.
1: And, and I think, uh, too, Jim, with that, um, you know, I'm a firm believer that we need to redefine what we think of as success mm-hmm. in exactly. the American church and, uh, well, We'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. That I can see so that. More, yeah. That was one of my favorite subjects. Also, one of our our favorite people is Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute, and he's going to be here mm-hmm. in January. Uh, let's uh, let's drop in on our visit with Brad. Brad Dacus, Pacific Justice Institute. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. You know, Brad, we have the opportunity to meet with you via radio every week. But coming up on Tuesday, January 23rd, we have the uh, great privilege of bringing you here to modesto and i know that you've got some wonderful information to share tell us what will be happening on that day
3: Uh, i tell you michael we're really excited uh about uh, what we're going to be presenting in modesto and and up and down the state of california uh it's going to be a big help to pastors uh every every pastor should be there uh for this uh, this meeting and complimentary lunch that we're providing uh first issue we're going to be talking about is religious land use and zoning issues and the rights of churches to build, grow, and expand uh, in ways that before they thought they were limited to or prevented from doing or, or uh, starting new ministries that they thought they were prevented from doing uh, and how to overcome those and, um, and occupy any building anywhere just about they want uh, that's, or lease anywhere they want. That's a, a biggie right there. Um, and then also we're going to talk about hiring issues. Um, you know, there's recent legislation that could impact that uh, and how to deal with, uh, with moral issues. Uh, and hiring issues, dealing with both the employees, but also members in the congregation and staff, and um, that's real important as well. Um, Churches need to be educated so they don't get hit with a big liability lawsuit. We're also going to talk about proactive evangelism opportunities that are available under the law now, as you may not be aware of, in terms of reaching out to to public school children and uh, and actually going on campus to public schools. Um, I'm really excited about that personally because I've seen so much progress made by, through churches who've taken advantage of those opportunities and, uh, and, and done something. And also in the workplace, the opportunities that exist in the workplace for, uh, for uh, Christians and churches to, um, to have a real impact. Uh, you know, corporate church Bible study sponsored by uh, lay people in the church and reaching out to, to uh, the, the business sectors, an incredible opportunity uh, that exists. We're going to go into that as well. And then also there's financial issues in terms of um, opportunities that uh, churches may not be aware that they can do and how to avoid uh, legal liabilities if they are engaging in, in some uh, financial opportunities to raise funds for their, their church or, or church ministries. Uh, so it's, it's going to be really comprehensive, very beneficial, and uh, we're really thrilled about that, um, the whole presentation.
1: Now, you're going to be doing uh, these types of presentations all up and down the state, right?
3: That's right. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, we're have got we doing it uh, in, uh, up in, uh, in Reading. We have it co-sponsored by Mount Shasta Bible College. In Sacramento, co-sponsored by William Jessup University, uh, and then in Modesto, it's co-sponsored by none other than your ministry, and we're really excited about that. Uh, and then, uh, and then we have it in other places. Bakersfield is actually coming up this Wednesday, um, and um, and then in Southern California, a number of places throughout Southern California.
1: Just a reminder, friends. Uh, you can find out more about the Pacific Justice Institute at www.pacificjustice.org. That's PacificJustice.org, and you can also give them a call at one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. That's one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. And if you're interested in that uh, seminar coming up on January twenty third, it's from ten in the morning to one in the afternoon. We uh, there is a complimentary lunch that. Yeah. You know, I've been in these professions where food, as you probably can see, is really important. You know, I mean, as a cop, you know, you want cops to be somewhere, feed them, and and in the fire service, you, you know, food is is big, Serve right? Serve food and they and, will come. And pastors, you know, if you want to get pastors anywhere, you you know, feed us, and 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 we'll be there. Why did I go down that I'm road? Not what sure, are we, oh, we were enjoying, talking. we you're enjoying There yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> January 23rd, 10 to 1 yes, p.m., we'll be there. Uh, Brad Dacus. Mm-hmm. And if you like more information about that specific seminar, we do have a certain amount of seats that are reserved for area pastors because this information is very critical for them. But if you would like to attend, please let us know, and we'll do our best to get you a reservation. You can call us at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571.
0: We have some opportunities to pass along to you from the United Way's Lend-A-Hand list, the Carousel Therapeutic Writing. Therapeutic, don't you like that? We're going to be talking about some therapeutic kind of stuff in a different way tonight, but this is where you can share your love of horses with disabled children and adults. Volunteers ages 13 years and up are needed to work with and assist riders during the therapy sessions. Get a real kick
1: out of it. Get a real,
0: well, let's hope not. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in a good way. Well, okay, that would be a Good just thing, just horsing around here. That's, too close uh, behind the horse. Oh, oh, the riders who are on horseback, you follow them and lead the horses and uh, play games with Elaine's them. Elaine's wondering why she got saddled with and, this co-host. And <laughs> and moving right along mercy. here. the one Mercy and grace and compassion. Which I love it. We're going to have fun tonight. But the, this is a one-hour session, and they're held Wednesdays and Thursdays uh, evenings between 4.30 and 8.30, and it's run entirely by volunteers. Isn't that great? What a neat thing. Carousel is a nonprofit corporation. They organized back in 1986 uh, to introduce horseback riding as therapy and recreation to children with special needs, and uh, they're also accredited uh, operating Center and a member of the North American Writing for the Handicapped Association.
1: And that does such good work for mm, those kids. I mean, really that, that it's, it's opportunity is it, really, it, it uh, is. really helpful. You
0: mm-hmm. know, and it's another opportunity to go out there and meet people and just reach yeah, out and, and uh, love your neighbors. An opportunity here for high school students to get involved with the Stanislaw Youth Council, the SYC, to plan events and community service projects. SYC is a countywide council of high school agencies youth committed to making a difference in our community. They raise awareness, uh, youth issues, provide healthy alternatives for young people, and they're responsible for planning and facilitating the Friday night live activities, the sober uh, night grad, and things like that. Great stuff. Youth volunteers receive leadership training uh, and opportunities, technical assistance uh, to school-based FNL chapter and advisors, uh, the alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs-free activities events. Uh, interested youth are invited to complete an application by October 20th and the American Cancer Society's discovery shop where you can show off your retail and fashion flair that is if you have some, uh, volunteers can gain retail <laughs> experience while they cashier sort price and uh, set up displays, things like that. Uh, flexible day and evening shifts are also available. Uh, the Discovery Shop is a unique, unique upscale resale shop with thrift store prices featuring gently used clothing, beautiful jewelry, collectibles, and more. Now, The shop's proceeds fund research, provide education and family service programs toward the fight against cancer. And if you have any questions about any of these items, just, uh, feel free to call Barbara Borba at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. She'd be happy to talk to you. And we're always happy to talk to you as well here at 209-544-9571. Well, we are... And
1: were you saying that I'm fashion challenged? Was oh well, you, you were know, Art. I? Do you
0: do you do you feel? I don't. Like you're, well,
1: you know, Lori, you know, my, <laughs> my wife, Lori. <laughs>
0: Jim is really examining this. because
2: this is one time I can't say anything. Mike and I are in the same. Well, milk.
0: fashionably challenged. <laughs> you know when, I, I when I,
1: know when we got married, Lori. You know. All I wore was gray pants and white shirts, and I thought that was pretty cool. Was you it know, like but... a
0: uniform at school or something? No, not. No, it's just okay. kind of,
1: you know, I just <laughs> it was easy to pick what to wear in the morning. Well, there you, you know, go. And, and right. uh, our predecessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, is giving me a thumbs up on that. So. <laughs> but we're not here to discuss fa- fashion challenges. We
0: are right? excited this week and next week, too, friends, because, you know, have you ever thought if one's good two must be better. I mean, when you pass by the table and you see the chocolate cake there, and we could really get into trouble there, right? But we are doing something, I don't know if this is a first for Lighthouse Live, it may be, but we're going to be doing a two-parter Amen. with our friend and, and doctor, psychologist Jim Hinman, because... If he can take us for If he can sessions, take us for, he know. might need therapy after this one, well, but... not gonna, too bad. We're going <laughs> to be... Wait till you get digging, we might find out otherwise. But you know, God's amazing plan for Healthy Change, and that, Jim, is a powerful, a power-packed statement and group of words, I think, and maybe if we just kind of break that apart and kind of Mm -hmm. give an overview, if you will, of the things that we may be covering this session, and then again Mm -hmm. next week, we want people to grab their neighbors and and get their families together around and just uh, take part of these wonderful nuggets that you have to share with us.
2: Well... That particular handout, uh, which they can find on the website, thecareforyou.com, C-A-I-R-F-O-R-Y-O-U.com. Which is wonderful.
4: Uh, It has
2: that available free uh, for anyone that wants to follow up on this. It starts out, God is deep and simple. Unfortunately, we tend to make him superficial and complex. And I know that you guys see that. Repeatedly, if we try to make him superficial, then we wonder why it is that his plan seems to be pretty powerless. His power comes in the depth of his simplicity. Love, grace, and truth are all integrated into one spiritual manifestation at the very center of God.
1: You know this whole uh, concept, Jim, and you articulate articulate this so well. And by the way, friends, if if you don't have the book, Mm. uh, Doctor Jim Henman has written a great book, and uh, came out just a few years ago. It's uh, "Who's Really Driving Your Bus?" it's a great, great great title, (laughs) and and in there some of these uh, some of these great nuggets. But Jim, Mm -hmm. you know, as as we uh, try to convince people that Mm -hmm. Christ's command to love God with your whole being and to love your neighbor as yourself. Is really simple, and mm-hmm. and yet, like you said, there are some deep consequences of mm-hmm. that. And we try to uh, to uh, strategize. I, I think I think we over strategize exactly. God out of what He wants to do for right. us. Right. And and keeping it simple, oftentimes, is a, mm-hmm. is a great way just to allow Him to to dynamically work through us as as a conduit mm-hmm. of His love and His grace and His mercy. Well, if
2: you look at Paul, who is one of the Primary architects of the new of the New Testament. <clears throat> to listen to Paul, you think, "My gosh, I could never do it the way Paul does it." Paul, you know, all, all I am is a bond servant. That's who I am. That's his identity. And we think, "Well, I could never do that." But actually, Paul's talking about the easy way to do it. Mm. Most of us, I think in America particularly, where we're not given the kind of persecution that the voice of the martyrs was describing of, you know, most of us are not going to be beheaded for being Christian. We may be emotionally or verbally abused. We may be discriminated in work settings, but usually not a matter of life and death. In some ways, it's even harder to be a Christian here Mm. because of the absence of that depth of persecution. Wow. Paul, his whole identity was in being a bond servant for Christ. That is the simple way to do it. Trying to balance and be good on Sunday, trying to be a good person, misses the whole mark. A bond servant is reflecting the person who he has been bonded to.
0: Amen. And Jim, you do such you know? a magnificent job of helping people who don't know their identity or have forgotten or have missed. I, lo- I love the way you talk about Alzheimer's. Uh... Identity <laughs> Alzheimer's. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which in,
2: in all, f- I, I really believe that the medical disease of Alzheimer's is one of the most cruel, yes. painful yes. diseases yes. I know. For and everybody s- For everyone yeah. involved, for oh. everyone involved. And in respect for that, In respect for that god gave me the nugget of identity alzheimer's as a spiritual disease in which new creation individuals believe they are their old nature Mm.
0: it's more common than what we think
2: it's very common because we confuse paul's writing paul talks a lot about what a victorious christian life would look like Mm. he does a wonderful job Painting a, a very good picture of what a victorious Christian life would look like, but doesn't tell very much about how to do it.
4: Mm. That's and interesting. S- yes, so we skip
2: yeah. over mm. that how, and move directly to the what—the what it would look like—and we do that on our own steam, and that's not God's plan. Mm. That's right. It's His plan to let Him, through us, draw us from glory to glory to glory, as we become more fully his nature
1: and 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 the how i think jim perhaps why that was let let out and we won't know till we get to talk to paul you know on the other (laughs) side of eternity but i suppose one of the reasons might be that that god understands our distinctiveness and our Mm -hmm. different personalities both as individuals and as corporate churches Mm -hmm. and we all work differently we're wired differently and he's going that how is going to manifest itself differently isn't it for each one of us
2: There's a uniqueness. God is not an off-the-rack God. He's custom. Mm -hmm. Every single individual has a custom relationship Mm -hmm. with him.
0: We are intricately woven, Mm -hmm. each one of us. And he -hmm. formed us and knew us before the foundations of the world. This this plan that he has, Jim, God's plan uh, for um, healthy change, who needs healthy change?
2: Well, if you're alive, if you're breathing, in this fallen world, in this (laughs) fallen world, you need healthy change. It
0: began in the garden, didn't it?
2: Once the knowledge of good and evil was introduced, from that point on, we've needed it. Mm. Because that knowledge of good and evil, God never intended us to have. Mm. Mm. And when Adam gained it, he became psychotic. He hid behind a bush from God. That is truly psychotic, mm-hmm. to hide from God by hiding behind a bush. The knowledge of good and evil, in other words, how far short we truly fall from God's perfection, is something we cannot handle without His grace and His love to counterbalance it.
1: You know, don't don't we miss that? And, and, and sometimes in the way that we communicate the gospel, you know, we were... Talking about this the other day, and and when we have and i 'm thinking of how we historically have, at least in in western uh, religion and and the american church the way we 've presented the gospel has often left out. That grace and that mercy and underscoring that, you know, oftentimes it's all about you either going to heaven or you're going to be suffering in hell. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want that other one. You Mm -hmm. know, most Mm -hmm. people don't. But, you know, that that intricacy of of God's grace and mercy and how that operates and the significance of what that means oftentimes gets lost in the shuffle, doesn't it? It definitely
2: does. And, like, for example, the concept of truth and the concept of grace. Mm-hmm. And often those are seen as either unrelated or at best related to each other. Mm-hmm. In truth, in real truth, in accuracy, grace without truth is not grace.
4: Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: And truth without grace cannot be received. Because mm-hmm. we will defend against truth if there isn't the grace to feel good about noticing. The things that we need to change.
0: At what point do we realize the need for that change? Is it different for? I know you've seen a lot of alcoholics, drug addicts, people come through your doors.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, also, people who are pre Christians, let's mm-hmm. call them, mm-hmm. and their lives do definitely take a change there. But mm-hmm. you know, some people may call it step one or awareness or mm-hmm. whatever. But there has to be that acknowledgement. That Doesn't there's a need. It? Yes.
2: But, you know, the population that I think most, I feel most tender toward are the Christians who have that identity Alzheimer's. Mm. The Christians that believe they are their old nature and their actions and their attitudes reflect old nature, not new nature. Mm.
0: Why is it that they hang on to the old and are reluctant hesitant to realize
2: I call it being confused by the facts F-A-C-T-S Mm facts because you would not know necessarily that I'm a new creation at a given moment okay I may have I may be down in the mud I may be going north to Turlock from Modesto. And by the way, (laughs) Turlock is south. For those of you that are out of this geographic area, Turlock in truth is 20 minutes south of Modesto. But often as Christians, we go north to Turlock from Modesto. We go the wrong direction. And then we hate ourselves into turning around. And that's not God's plan. We're constantly improving on his plan by trying to beat ourselves, hate ourselves, shame ourselves into change. He knows we can resist that. What we can't resist is his true loving nature of grace and faith in us.
1: We don't really extend ourselves grace no. Do we,
2: yeah. See, being his ambassador, 2 Corinthians 5.70, I, I bring that up most of the times when I come on here, yeah. but it's that important yeah. to, to right. be yes. repeated. Yes. Absolutely. You know, uh, the old has passed away. We're now a new creation. God no longer holds our sin against us. He calls us to a ministry of reconciliation, to be his ambassador of reconciliation, of reconciliation. And what happens is it's pretty easy as Christians to be his ambassador outward. Mm. I can be his ambassador to Elaine. I can be his ambassador to Mike. But to be an ambassador to Jim, Mm. we tend to forget and it leaves the scale off balance. It takes the golden rule and cuts it in half. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Love others as yourself. So important. well if you 're hating yourself into god 's graces that 's not his plan
0: mm. it's you, not you said something Jim that um maybe you can address a little more in depth, and that 's the thing that that you find in people that that you feel is wrong is that they believe that at the core of their being that something is terribly terribly wrong with them
2: right. That uh, actually, that is. Uh, there's a, a little nugget uh, again on the website called Remembering Slash Believing, mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm.
2: and let me just share just a little bit of that from memory. Often, the more intelligent the individual, the more mm-hmm. complex the labyrinth of blind spots that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. The maze of blind spots is in proportion to the intelligence. So, being smart is no inoculation. That which we try really hard to remember is easy to forget. Mm. That which we believe deeply is easy to remember. Then the next paragraph is what you're talking about. And that is, sadly, as adult children, which means normal human beings who have wounds, which is normal in a fallen world. Which is all of us, isn't it, It's normal. It's all of us. It's absolutely all of us. That at the core, we tend to believe deeply there's something terribly wrong with us that we have to make up for or compensate for or get rid of or hide. The truth is the only thing truly wrong with us is that we believe there's something terribly wrong with us. That is what is most wrong with us at the core.
1: And the enemy has a field day with that, doesn't yeah, he? right. Because that can come in a bunch of different flavors. Oh, any flavor. Yeah. Any drink. flavor.
2: Absolutely any
0: flavor. And because mm-hmm. of that, you can spend years and some of us a lifetime mm-hmm. feeling that way mm-hmm. and getting caught up into um, unhealthy, very unhealthy lifestyles as a mm-hmm. result, Jim.
2: We have to do something for the pain. Adam hid behind a bush.
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: Nowadays, some people hide behind alcohol or drugs, some people hide behind food, some people hide behind just the busyness of like a workaholic uh, uh, activity, shopping, Um, even very positive things Mm -hmm. can be a way of medicating, uh, dampening the pain of that mistaken belief.
0: I wrote that down a, a, wrong. a quote, Jim, one time, and I don't know if it was a seminar. Maybe you can remember who said this. It, it, it was so it hit me so that I wrote it down and I wanted to remember it said until the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of change. You won't. Is there some truth to that? I think there's a
2: lot of truth to that. It, it's when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired
0: Amen.
2: that you begin to to look for another alternative until then you'll find coping mechanisms. Like I say, the addictions or even the addiction to depression or anxiety, you literally get addicted to the kind of thinking, the kind of perceptions that feed depression and anxiety. That becomes a habit as well.
0: You're in that survival mode, right? You're
2: in that survival mode and God did not make us for survival. He made us for living to live with him.
1: Unfortunately too, I think in, in some of our church systems, uh, where we may have a very uh, intense performance-oriented mm-hmm. system,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it, it it pays to do that because you get rewarded for That's that right. type of uh, behavior, and, and w- which comes back to, you know, what can we within the body of Christ do to create a, a safe atmosphere for healing where it's okay. Well, you
2: you know? know something, Mike. I I want to say this. I I think you and Elaine are doing that. And you've been doing it the whole time I've known you. And that is willing to be real, willing to be transparent with your realness, not putting on spiritual pretentiousness, but rather very down-to-earth, honest grace to be starting where you are. And that's what we need. We need yeast Mm. in the pews. We need people that are willing to risk being real because God is not a God of masks.
4: Mm-hmm. All right.
2: And Amen. a mask keeps the spirit from moving us forward. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Oh, bless you, Jim. We are with uh, our friend and, and doctor, psychologist, Jim Hinman, this week. It's God's amazing plan for healthy change. Always asking questions, aren't we? Curious ca- characters that we are. Here's a great song where Jaden Lovick asks, What If on Lighthouse Live?
5: What if I climb the mountain? What if I swam to that shore? What if every battle was victorious? Then would you love me more? Would you love me more? What if I were everyone's first choice? What if I went farther than before? What if I stood high above the rest? Then would you love me more? you love me more You say I belong to you Apart from the things I do You say all of you oh, What if I ignored the hand that fed me? What if I forgot to confess? What if I stumbled down that mountain? Then would you love me less? Lord, would you love me less? What if I were everyone's last choice? What if I'm mixed in with the rest? What if I fail what I passed before? Then would you love me less? Lord, would you, would you love me less? Oh no, no, no. You say I belong to you. Apart from the things I do. You say I belong to you.
0: Jaden Lavick, and that's called "What If." I think I've asked uh, that question all my life. That's from his CD, "Life on the Inside," and it's here for you on Lighthouse Live. So glad to have you with us, wherever you tuned in around the world. Isn't it wonderful, Jim? You know, nothing we can do can make His love be any lesser or greater for us, and and that just—that is just amazing. You know, as God is amazing.
2: The stumbling blocks. For most Christians, is that very fact?
0: You know, Jim, people going through their lives, myself included on this one, taking wrong roads, looking for love in all the wrong places, never really knowing or sensing that wonderful, unconditional love of our Lord Jesus Christ. That just just, just really takes my breath. It does. It does. Well, you're on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and, and, uh, Dr. Jim Henman this week, as we look into God's amazing plan for healthy change and his love, you know, that's what starts it all. I mean, it's got that grace, the truth, but he loves us so much Mm -hmm. that he sent his son and you call him your big brother, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love the way you, you, uh, you use that Jim and his plan for healthy change. Um, You've got, you've got some points that, that are, are real good for us to take a look at. First, we provide the willingness, don't we? We have to be willing to change. God's because- a gentleman.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We forget that, but mm-hmm. he's a gentleman.
0: And it, it's an adventure,
2: mm-hmm. a lifelong. And the difference between it being a test and it being an adventure is whether you're getting it as the new covenant of grace or the old covenant of law.
4: Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the
2: covenant of law, it is a test. And all the feelings that go with the test are perfectly appropriate in the covenant of law. But the covenant of grace is what allows it to be an adventure. And yet we often improve by going back to the law.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. It becomes a test again.
1: Well, it's a lot easier Yes. It it? It's cleaner. It's cleaner. You don't get the results, but it sure is a lot. Oh it doesn't results. work. No.
2: But it's clean. <laughs>
1: you know, God's
0: plan is different than maybe someone else's plan or our thinking mm-hmm. of his plan. Sometimes I like the way you use that that visual of the airtight right. you know container and, mm-hmm. and it's not that way.
2: Nope. No. It's not. And to realize that he wants he wants to live our life with us and through us yes. and for us. Mm. That's what he wants. That is his plan for our healthy change. The more we let him do that, the more we naturally make healthy change.
1: You know, Jim, I, th- I think part of this, too, is, you know, in, in, in our Western culture, uh, people really, I think a lot of them have this idea of God as being the, you know, white robe, long, white beard uh, caretaker mm-hmm. of a retirement home called heaven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this whole aspect of who Jesus really is yes. and how he works through us is often missed because we have, again, <laughs> oversimplified something that's very deep. And yet it's laid out pretty simply in, mm-hmm. in, in the scripture, isn't it? Well,
2: like in Galatians, we eagerly await through the spirit that for which we hope. Mm. It doesn't get more simple than that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And yet we improve on it by trying to do it on our own steam. And if we succeed partially on our own steam, we become a Pharisee. Yes. And if we fail on our own steam, we feel defeated and broken.
0: And we will fail on our own steam, won't we, Jim? You know, we get into the uh, uh, pain that we we talk about and that you see so oftentimes, Mm -hmm. and we do too here through our ministry, but you see people blocking the pain. Mm
2: -hmm. It is natural to want to block the pain. Mm -hmm. The trouble is... God is not a submarine. <laughs> and yet, as Christians, we still try to be submarines. Mm. Airtight compartments in which we put the, the pockets of pain, like the Tupperware, Yes. if you think of another analogy of the Tupperware, are the airtight compartments in a submarine. It's that way in a submarine for a reason. If part of a submarine gets penetrated, they can cut off that section, close it off, and everyone else can still survive. Mm. If it was all one open container, if there was a rupture, the whole, the whole submarine is compromised. God is not a submarine. It's not his plan for us to become submarines. What happens is we get these airtight compartments of shame. Shame sexual acting out, sexual addiction, which is so rampant today, other kinds of of addictions, uh, other kinds of acting out problems. And we're so ashamed of them, we lock them behind a closed door. We go to church on Sunday, feeling a little bit guilty, so we put an extra good mask on to compensate for that. And then we go back to that airtight compartment, and suddenly our Christianity is nowhere to be seen Mm. in those airtight compartments because God's not a part of that. He's not in those airtight compartments because he's a gentleman, and we will not invite him into those airtight compartments because we're ashamed.
1: And I think one of the unintended consequences of that, Jim, is that other people are looking at us. Scripture Mm -hmm. tells us that, Mm -hmm. that the outside world, they're they're looking at us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what they see doesn't look a whole lot different than what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And, well, why should I sign up with this God dude when Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Mm -hmm. you and... Man, you don't look like you're very happy. I mean, there's, there's something, not, not that we have to go around and, and, you know, I, mm-hmm. from my earliest days as a believer, when, you know, you begin to really understand things and, and try to ask yourself mm-hmm. questions, there were people at the church I was at who always walked around with a big smile on their face. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, it, these people, do they live life? I mean, I don't go around with a smile on my face. I like the way John
0: <laughs> describes they that. They look like they're eating a banana sideways a banana or sideways. Or <laughs> <laughs> Who are these banana
1: sideways people? What's with that?
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: And yet when yeah. you, you are joyful from the inside out, you do. It's very uh, different, you, though. Yes, it's it a different is, thing. So. But different. staying locked, Jim, in that airtight container mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. with the shame and the pain mm-hmm. and the blame mm-hmm. and all the things that go along with that. Our Lord knows our pain, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I've shared this, not for quite a while, but I've shared this with you at, at a quite a long time ago. I made the decision when I came to him that I was going to take him at his word, that he was going to transform me into his nature. His mm-hmm. spirit was going to do mm-hmm. that. And I made the decision that nothing was going to separate me from him, including me, so that in this colorful 28 30 years of being a christian i've taken him with me wherever i go including into areas of rebellion mm. and resistance that i know is not pleasing him now i have to admit that makes it harder to have fun which is my goal i don't want to i don't want to act out i don't want to rebel but when i am rebelling i will have him with me now, he cannot act in the area in which I'm actively rebelling at that moment mm-hmm. because he's a gentleman. But it doesn't mean that even when I have an area that I'm rebelling in, that he can't work in the rest of my life. Satan wants us to believe that if we're not true to the party line 100%, then he's going to go, Ooh, look at Mike. Yuck. Mm-hmm. You clean yourself up, big guy. You come see me. And that's a lot. And if you crawl back and you feel bad enough and ashamed enough, maybe I'll take you back. Mm-hmm. That's not God. No. No, it's not.
0: I, I love, Jim, and maybe you can share this, what you share with, this is called uh, Through Your Eyes. Uh-huh. Lord Jesus, allow me to see myself and others through your eyes and to respond to what I see through your nature. That
2: is in my heart throughout the day, whether I'm dealing at home, at work, whether I'm dealing with me or I'm dealing with Sonia, my wife that deserves a red badge of courage for Mm, 34 years. She's a wonderful (laughs) woman. (laughs) Wonderful lady. Yes. Best friend a guy could ever have. I look through his eyes, which is always in lantern form. Jesus always sees things in lantern form, meaning 360 degrees, no double standards. God has no double standards. What's true for Mike is true for me. What's true for me is true for Elaine. He has no double standards. And yet so often that flashlight Mm -hmm. that is full of double standards, Mm -hmm. judgmental, critical, half empty, what's wrong? Is full of double standards,
0: and so, he's the same, isn't he? He's the Singing same yesterday, today, and forever. Forever.
1: It's that harsh beam mm-hmm. that wounds people in the church, isn't it? And it's I mean, wounded
0: in
2: his name.
1: It, yeah, and that—that's the terrible his heart. thing. It because breaks his heart. People walk away thinking this is what God intent. This is who God is. Mm-hmm. It must be because that's what I experienced in this place that mm-hmm. is supposed to be in His house. How do we deal with that after uh, after an experience like that? That 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 takes a while to uh, to work through. I don't think you get over it, you work through it and learn from it. And uh, but there's a lot of walking wounded out there who yes. who've exited the ch- doors of churches who are just absolutely laid to waste.
2: Yeah. And you know <clears throat> the, the key is to understand that if it weren't for people Christianity would be perfect. Yeah, that's
0: right. Mm.
2: Mm. right. If it weren't for people, Christianity would be perfect.
0: Wow. Chew on that. Christianity
2: came because as people, we're so imperfect.
0: So true. God's amazing plan for healthy change with Jim Hennman. We've got lots more right after this.
1: Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22, 39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community and in that moment God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen and as I saw the setup of the database I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation it helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says I'll do a lot of the groundwork, and we'll discover the needs and then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the school district, and the police department.
0: Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others.
1: AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community.
0: You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that
4: these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life.
1: We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves.
4: Thank you.
0: And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Jim Hinman, and just a wonderful, wonderful series, if you will. This is part one of God's amazing plan for healthy change. And, Jim, you are just rich in nuggets and, and, and wisdom and, and truth and, and healing for people. I can get kind of wound up in this, as you can tell. <laughs> but, you know, when we think of, of living uh, consciously with him in the present, as, as you, you point out, uh, in that grateful grateful humility, there has to take place, this is, and you expound on this like no one, a powerful vulnerability. Speak to that.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Those two concepts, the grateful humility and the powerful vulnerability, interact to help make it possible to line up in a way that God's spirit can naturally draw us into his nature. The grateful humility is the realization, not intellectual, but visceral realization. I'm not talking about just a feeling. I'm talking about the deep held belief that he loves me perfectly, that nothing I can do can affect increasing or what you were saying earlier. I can't increase it. Mm -hmm. I can't decrease it. I didn't deserve it. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: I can't earn it. And that's actually a big stumbling block. But if you can accept that What you're left with naturally is a sense of grateful humility. Wow. He picked me to be on his team. And somehow that must mean he sees value in me through his eyes that I didn't see in myself. That's the grateful humility. It's not arrogance to realize you're picked for the team. Mm. It's just almost an overwhelming sense of wow. That's the grateful humility. The powerful vulnerability is where, which sounds like an oxymoron, mm. mm-hmm. powerful vulnerability. Mm, right. <clears throat> but when it's more important to learn and grow than be right, the result is powerful vulnerability.
0: Is there a surrender somewhere? There's it? a
2: surrender. And if you, if you think about it, even Jesus even Jesus, had powerful vulnerability. What did he say? All I know is what I see my father do. Yes. In other words, he was interested in one thing as a source, and that was to be in line with and in connection with his father's will and his father's nature. That's what allowed him to be
0: perfect. Mm.
2: We imperfectly can move in that direction with powerful vulnerability. Thank
0: God we can do it imperfectly. But well,
2: we will do it imperfectly. And, and, and He knows that.
1: It, and isn't that comfort, comforting to know? Mm. You know, we don't, we don't, once we become a believer, we don't have to execute what we're supposed to do mm. perfectly. No. God knows we're, we're not mm-hmm. going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking as we're talking about powerful vulnerability and really allowing uh, uh, God to take over and, and mm-hmm. move through us and in mm-hmm. us. Uh, very, very simple, and uh, and yet we, we seem to try too hard uh, to make that happen. And when we try too hard, I think we, we actually wind up locking him out, don't we?
2: That is exactly what happens. When we white-knuckle and try so hard to do it good enough,
4: mm-hmm.
2: it's like being in control. You know, a lot of perfectionists, and I'm sure there's probably a lot out in the audience that are perfectionist. And they think maybe even that God would want them to be perfect and therefore perfectionist. Jesus never tried to be perfect. Mm. He was perfect because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was, like I said before, all I know is what I see my father do. He was willing to be a fool for God. Yes. He was willing to be a fool for God. He didn't care whether man saw him as okay or not. He cared totally on being connected with and in line with his father.
4: Mm.
2: That's the powerful vulnerability. And so often the hurts in the church or the hurts from the church to those not yet saved comes in the opposite of powerful vulnerability Mm. where let me tell you how it is and I don't want to hear from you. Mm. I'm going to tell you how it is. And that wasn't God's style, as Jesus came to earth to show God's style, what did he do with the Samaritan woman that he met on the road? Hmm.
4: Hmm.
2: What did he do? He let her know that he knew her deeply. And from that gave her direction Hmm. and love and love and that relationship and that acceptance in that relationship allowed her to go forth. Not shoving something down someone's throat.
1: Well, in, in, in these cases where we, we naturally are going to have conflict, mm-hmm. even within the church. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, lots sure. of conflict. We we uh, sometimes exacerbate this by making the person the problem right. instead of the problem the problem. God, well, God makes the problem the sin is the problem. Right. He doesn't make us the problem. That and, is so true, Mike. And I think a lot of wounds uh, come from that. Yep. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So realizing his awesome love and that powerful vulnerability that that must take place, Jim, how do we then relax into becoming? Well, you know, it's a funny thing.
2: It's the only thing that really makes sense Mm. because we can't do it on our own. Or perfectly. Nor can we do it perfectly. Mm. But what we can do is allow him through us to draw us. And the best way to have him draw through us is to relax into starting right where we're starting, which is God's plan always is starting in the present right where we're starting. How often in in your ministries have you noticed people truly wanting to to please God, but hating themselves where they're starting, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and so they don't ever get started. Because they're too busy hating themselves.
1: And that goes back to we have to clean ourselves up Mm -hmm. in order to come before the Lord. And and that's the exact opposite of what he wants us to do. The
2: opposite. And man, I am so amazed at what a wonderfully messy plan God has for our sanctification Mm -hmm. and our Mm -hmm. salvation. Mm -hmm. I can think of no more messy plan than the one God came up with. Mm -hmm. A virgin birth, sending your son to hang on a cross for people that are going to spit on and despise mm-hmm.
4: him,
2: that ranks as high up as a messy plan that I could imagine. Mm-hmm. And yet we try to be tidy. Mm-hmm. God wants us to start where we're starting in our messiness and let Him draw us into His true tidiness, mm-hmm. not the white knuckled tidiness.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we can relax into that, being his ambassadors as new creations in Christ as we draw deeper and deeper into that relationship with him. And we've got so much more. Friends, this is just part one of God's amazing plan for healthy change. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next time for part two. Have a great week, and may God bless you.